that's what I do show. Woo. <laughs> uh, crickets. It's just one week to the next. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. And welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of ourselves. And Mew. That's right. And Mew. I'm Kathy. I am Boogie. Mew, Mew. And, and Mew. <laughs> Mew. 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 so cute. <laughs> and so now cute. she has a, a renewed uh, kind of vigor because we just watched an anime. What was it? Elf in the... Elf in the Darkness or something? Elf sort yeah. of. Elf something. It was Elf and it was great and it was just blood and, you know, these girls had, uh, you know, horns in their heads and, and hands came out, it, ghost hands came out and they ripped people in half ah. and it was sexy because they, it was finally an anime that we watched that had titties in it, you know, and lots of nudity. Finally, and, you mean? Yeah. And one of the uh, split personality, uh, you know, uh, uh, creatures, beings, humans. It's like half human, but it's also this other Donkula Declonus. Declonus. Ah, she keeps giving me the hand. I have seen so many animes, Kathy, with you. Need Mew, to stop. And and it's like I remember none because it's all in Japanese. So I I have two words in Japanese that I know, and uh, so I just don't remember the names, but they're so awesome. I'm having so much fun. There was titties. <laughs> And when is was, there not titties? She was Miss Lucy when she killed people, but then when she was in her other thing, she was new. Perverted Podcast listeners, if you know the anime that I'm talking about, please send me the title. I'm sure she can tell me after when she can And this is talk. where she gets her this is, so renewed she, yeah, vigor. So she's now... Uh, go ahead, Mew. Mew, Mew. Otherwise known as? Mew. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I have another theory. Yes. I think that she's getting it because she's sitting in Unger's chair. She is. And some of the ogre ungerness has worn off, has kind of imbued Ooh, itself. That actually wasn't a pretty description. <laughs> Unger ogerness? I'm like, I'm like, Pumpkin, can you please shower after the show? <laughs> the ogerness is now... It's on your chair. It's, it's, now when aww, you sit on it, you'll be aww, infused with Unger. Unger farts on that chair. Yeah. <laughs> and I, fart I on that did chair. not want to know that. Oh, that is awful. Guys- so I guess we're here. So last week we had like eight hundred people, and this week it's you, me, and Mew again. Nobody. And uh, it's just uh, it's just us. The door, the door swings open, and then it shuts tight. It does. But I kind of like it. I kind of like it because this is uh, this is a good. It's going to be a great tight show, and lots of fun stuff. What did you do this weekend, Kathy? I was at Creative Explorer's place and I was giving him a little bit of assistance because he's moving into, he just bought a house. Oh, congratulations, Creative uh, Ice Cream, leave it on the counter five minutes guy. That's right, that's what it is. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's weird, you know. Do you hate him for having a house? Nah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's a little bitterness there. <laughs> just a little bit of bitterness. You're just, uh, yeah, well, yeah, good for you. I mean, he but works hard. You know, he works very hard, and he, he's earned it. And uh, But, you know, he's he's a prickly character, and I'm a prickly character. And it's amazing we, we get to the point where we're fucking at all. When cactuses like <laughs> fuck. 
It's like a new documentary. And so we have all these lines you don't cross, and you you know we each stay in each other's neutral areas, and everything else is carefully negotiated, and it works. But you, you throw a, a new place into the mix, and oh yeah, uh, a change some of point, environment that actually does fuck with people. It, it really does. And at some point, um, we're at Bed Bath and Beyond looking. At curtains, I'm showing him this, you know, you need to get curtains. Because I am not walking around your apartment with no curtains on the windows (laughs) naked. It's just not going to happen. So you need to get some fucking curtains on there. So let's just go to Bed Bath Bath & Beyond so you can look at them. And it's just started to feel eerily domestic. Well, that place is, for those of you that are not in uh, the area that has, Bed Bath & Beyond is kind of the froofy place that has all the household accoutrements and towels and little uh, things and bathroom hangings and sink handles. And, you know, it's like all froofy and, you know. Well, I just, I love Bed Bath & Beyond, but it's weird being there with your... Whatever boyfriend. he is, I hate even you using that a word. Boyfriend. Get, I have a to boyfriend. use that word, to, a word, and that's I guess the closest. I, you know, this whole thing is making me very uncomfortable <laughs> right now. So, so there were some lines crossed, and there were some discussions that had to be had. Was it at the crepe spatula? When all of a sudden, <laughs> no, it was near the shower curtains. Oh, okay, <laughs> goddamn curtains have fucking ended a lot of relationships. Uh, so he was, yeah, he's getting, he's getting all his ducks in a row and getting everything he needs. Although he's he's going to move in Saturday, he doesn't get air conditioning for another like five days. And so I said, look, just in case you're thinking of inviting me over that don't. weekend, <laughs> don't even bother. <laughs> no AC, no DS. I'm sorry. I love you, but oh you got to give me some air conditioning. <laughs> that would be amazing. I want you to kneel. Be- you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you see this fucking pussy? Go get me a fucking ice cube, bitch. It's next no, to your fucking nothing. ice cream sandwiches. Hey, I almost got <laughs> I almost got myself in trouble because I've had a rough week. Sure. Um, I'm not going to go into details, but I had a very close friend of mine pass away. So yes. it's been, it's been, it's been tough. And surprisingly being at creative explorers house makes it, it, I can relax and not think or do anything. And he's totally fine with it. He'll just ignore me and go to his computer and play his video games and, and it's all good. So I've enjoyed being there, but, um, at this last weekend, like at the end of that long week, uh, we were at the store and for some reason I was getting so sassy and just so just skirting the edge of you're going to your mouth is going to get you in a lot of trouble, Kathy. And I just he just kept saying things like, hey, look, I got it. We were at Vaughn's. He's like, I got a Vaughn's uh, rewards card because I always have to pull mine out. And I go, well, good for you. You got a card. Bravo. Oh my God! And he went down the aisle somewhere, and he's like, "I say something sassy," and he grabs the back of my hair, and he goes, "You better be careful, or I'm going to put your head down to the ground." And I'm looking, right and I go, "You don't eye. have the fucking nerve!" And he's like, "Oh, really?" And he starts to push me down. And I immediately turn into, "No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I give." <laughs> Not in bonds. Not in the market. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I just was very punchy. It might it might be something to do with the house and you not having a house and me not having a house. Yeah, or, I don't you, think know, so. the, you know, it was just it was hot. It was a long week. It was a difficult week. I wasn't at my best, and that's how it comes out. I just I lash out and I 
I get sassy and and I want to push you and and it's creative explorer. I want to push him and I want to. And I thought we're in public. I can get away with this shit. And, and he, nah, does he does not. He has no social barometer. None. You know, just, he could not. It just is not even on his radar. And so, I. And then I. It, we got back to his place and I just fucking dropped. I just was exhausted and I sat on the couch with. It was like night and day. All my energy had left. You know. So it's it's been a weird week and. I don't know. That was that was my week, but I did get some dick. You got some dick. Hey. Did it? Was it? Was it hard and 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 poundy? It was very very poundy, and he put me in a position I don't like, and he knows I don't like it. And he did it on purpose. Was it the Flying Dutchman? What's the Flying Dutchman? That's when you got like one leg up and you have to yodel. No, you're like yodel. I got a bad back. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm fat and I got a bad and I got awesome. a frozen shoulders. <laughs> you're all, yodel. Don't there even. Was I just no flying made Dutchman. some shit up. There's no flying Dutchman for Cam, for no. Cammy. I don't even know your name. Is that my new name? It's your new. You're Cammy. Oh my god, that reminds me. Okay, I have an- another story. Well, okay, just I can't believe we go to IKEA to pick out a desk. Oh my god, you're just so domestic. <laughs> Fucking kill yourself. I know. I'm listening to myself going. Shit, did I do all that? This IKEA, Bed Bath and Beyond. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking so Christ. we go and we're driving, and I don't know if you've ever used the Waze app. It's like the Google the map. Waze. W A Z E. Okay. So, an app you download, um, and it and it has got GPS, and you tell it where you want it to go, and it's this female voice going, "Take a left here." Take it's right Lois. Here. It sounds it's just like fucking Lois. It's Lois the same is fucking two timing us. Voice. And she's. And so we're driving some... down the 170 or whatever fucking freeway we're on, and I can't help it. I've got it on my phone, and every once in a while she'll go. Kathy, in, I want to lick your pussy. In two miles, make a right on it. And I'm like, it's Lois. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep doing it over and it's Lewis, the hypersexual computer-generated co-host. Two-timing is a fucking GPS she opera. totally She is. said she was fucking in foreign countries, embedded with soldiers. She and lied. Because Mew and I were using that same app to get out to Bunnies yes. um, this weekend. And it it's is. fucking Lois. Yeah. Lois is... <sighs> I know. I don't know. Maybe she's so finely fed up with you. Uh, no. I think she wanted to get away from you or actually make some fucking money once in a while. <laughs> well, you can only free. be a whore for so long and then <laughs> it just stops bringing in the bank, you know. Uh, it just does. Well, I had a, a, an incredible weekend. An actual weekend that was actually pretty incredible. Okay. I'm going to say, yeah. Yeah. It was pretty awesome because I actually left Threshold. What? What? I left. I left. You Kathy. left the building. Boogie left, has left the building. I left the building. Mew and I got supplies together, computers, all the things we need, and we went to Bunny's house. Uh, you know, sixty miles away. Bunny usually makes the trek in here because Bunny lives with her parents that don't know I exist. Uh, so, <laughs> why did you go over there then? Well, because they were out of town, and and she's like, I have to take care of the pets. So, um, you know, I can't, I can come over, but then I have to leave the same day unless you guys want to come out here. And it was just like, and, and of course, instantly I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to leave. And, but you know, she's by the beach, you know, only like 20 minutes from the beach. And I'm like, you know what? We don't go out there. And obviously there's not really chances to go out there. So we're like, I'm like, honey, 
we're coming out. And she was really excited, you know, because she's like, I get to cook for you. And, you know, I'll, you know, it'll be did, like it was like. Did a, you bring a, a hostess gift? A what? A gift for the hostess. A hostess oh, gift? I've just gone over into the domestic side again, haven't I? I, I brought my cock. Shit. I brought my cock and <laughs> some lube. <laughs> and a giant carrot that we shaved off and fucked Mew there with. There you go. She bunny fucked her with a giant carrot. There's a picture of it on uh, Perverted Podcast <laughs> Pet Life Group. And then Bunny put on her bunny outfit and then Bunny fucked her with this giant carrot. Mm-hmm. It was uh, mm-hmm. So it was it was just super nice. To go out, and I, I was really terrorized. I did all this cleaning because it's the first time I wasn't going to be at a Saturday party, at least to check in and make sure everyone was okay and be mom and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I know they got this. They don't fucking need me. And so I just made sure to have all the paper towels and everything. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be here. So just, you know, I'm sure you guys got this, but I'm going. Nobody called. Nobody said a fucking word. They're like, yeah, we, yeah. we, we know how to do this. Uh-huh. And so it was it was really hard to get out there. But then, you know, we got out there and it was great. Um, we hung out. We had a nice meal. We watched Moana. Um, we violated, you know, she had never, because um, she kind of grew up in that house and she had never really had sex in that house because it's not, it's her parents. So you violated each room? So not each room, but, um, you know, enough. Uh, hers, her bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What if her parents had come home early? Uh, I was ready for that. I was completely ready for I slept on the couch. I just slept on the couch so I, if I woke up, I'd be like, yeah, I'm you and Bunny's friend. You know, they're in the actual bed, so we're all buddies. We were going to go to the beach tomorrow, you know. Had my little thing so I wouldn't, you know, out her. <clears throat> and I was real paranoid, so I'm constantly cleaning things and putting things. Because bunnies oh, a slob. Buggy. So I'm, like, making beds and making sure that when they come in, you know. Because I was unwelcome my whole life in my own home. So when I know I'm in a place that somebody would be like, I don't want you in my house, I'm kind of, like, extra on edge. But it was still real nice. We watched Moana because um, I hadn't seen the whole thing. We started watching it like a year ago. And then so we watched it. And it was a lot of fun. And then we did all sorts of great, fun, sexy stuff. And then the next day we went to the beach and uh, actually went in the water. I hadn't actually gone in the water and jumped in waves in a long, long time. Mew is terrified of the ocean. I actually got her to go in probably all the way up to her chest, and I let her ride me. So it's like basically you're just using Daddy as a surfboard to smash his face into waves so you don't get the splash. Mm, Boogie the surfboard. (laughs) Boogie the surfboard. Boogie board. Thank you. (laughs) And and so they loved it, you know. So just I'm jumping. I'm like, and so it was fun. It was it was great, and I was able to not be here and. And really, I noticed uh, just all the stress and homeless people and trash and urine and and issues and whatever. Even though it was just literally an overnight trip, two days, um, I was really able to leave. You know, I was really able to leave the shit here. Not that I don't love it here and all the amazing, but it was really great to actually just get away for a day and kind of... You know, just spend it with my girls, and and we just had a really nice time. And then at the end of the day, it was awesome because they have she has all these like weird pets, and then uh, you know she has this teeny little dog with an eating disorder, so it's just teeny; it doesn't eat enough. And then neurotic cats that go and hunt things, and and then and then there's this one, this one. They're both like poodles. Like white, 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 white. Like make white supremacists feel insecure 
about the color of their skin white. I mean, these dogs are fucking just like Matrix poodles. You know, like those super, but it was albino. Ah. So it had like black shark eyes. And it's this teeny little, and it's fat. You know, the one's super, super skinny, and the other one's like totally fat because it eats all the food that the other one with the eating disorder doesn't eat. And, uh, and it's friendly enough, but it has these black, black shark eyes. And then, because it's kind of got pink albino skin around the eyes, it looks like just these black dots with blood around it. Like, I mean, literally, it's, it's like... You really? It's, 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 and it's a nice dog. I spent, you know, it comes up and, and, you know, Bunny, it's fucking the dogs just there waiting for food 24-7. They're following me around. They're like, you're obviously a sucker because we can work this motherfucker. So I'm like, all right, fine. Have a French fry. You know, so I fell for it. So the dog's like always around. So... So it was fun, and then at the end, you know, we had done all the things. I felt really, really good because I was doing good as a lover. You know, they had lots of orgasms. I had none. Uh, you know, I felt really good. It was really exciting. And then I'm like, you know what? It's the end of the trip. I just got out of the shower. Viagra's still kicking. And I'm like, you know what? I want a fucking double blowjob. I want to fucking take my girls, and I want, and I grab Bunny, and... And I, you know, I, I'm on the couch and I, and I, and I put her down and then, you know, of course, Mew's playing video games cause she's, you know, <laughs> that's what she does. Of course, yeah. And I'm like, ahem, ahem, would you like to join us please? And she comes, so she's like, oh, okay, sure. So she comes over and, and so they start doing the thing and I'm like, just relax and try to enjoy it because I don't like receiving things. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy this. Just both my girls giving me oral service, um, and it was just sexy and one whatever. And then you know, I'm on the couch, and then there's this coffee table that was a little high, and I'm like sitting and like literally right in the middle of where I am with two girls working my junk fucking hellspawn poodle loaf comes right from under the table nine inches away from my cock with this look of fucking crazed serial killer demonology like staring straight at me just like <laughs> and i'm like and i'm like go Hellspawn poodle loaf. Trying to kick him. Like, Stop! <laughs> and they're looking, and this dog, and we kind of try to shove it, and and Bunny's like, no, 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 just just go, because the dog's deaf, it can't hear, so you kind of motion for it to go, and it would kind of go under, and it's like no, and it would come literally right back out with its head under, and it would just be like uh, with its eyes extra wide. I didn't see it this wide the entire trip, and it's just looking like, what are you doing? Like maybe Ew. she, maybe the dog thought. My cock was food because Bunny was eating it. And you it know? wants some. And it's like, well, I want some. And I'm like, you can't have the cock. And That's we kept trying gross. to shove it out and would go under it and then come right back up. Hellspawn Poodle Loaf, I'm coming to get you. And literally, we all start laughing. Why don't you just take the dog outside? <laughs> Too late. My dick fucking goes limp. And we're just oh. laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God, fucking Hellspawn Poodle Loaf. 
Just this Ew. fat, evil-looking demon dog just totally... Cock-blocked cock blocked you. <laughs> my fucking amazing end-of-weekend double blowjump. Oh, no. <sighs> fuck me. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. Kathy? Yes. Let's talk about a fat life post. I'm still just thinking the two about of us. Demon Loaf Dog. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Hellspawn Poodle Loaf. Because it's just this round <laughs> tube of a fucking sausage dog with like blood pink shark eyes. Uh, it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get away from me! No. Just sexiness and then no, I'm going to see that in my head. It's just like that. this fucking weird ass looking dog. Uh, it's cute. She I needs mean, to take a picture of it. We'll put it on the website right next to a um, Hellspawn Boodle Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, it's funny. Oh my god! All right, today's post is by Jess on the Rocks. She wrote a piece called "Your Brain Is an Asshole." It is true. I thought of you, Boogie. Thank you. <laughs> she says I spent a long time feeling really badly about myself. And for all that time, I thought I was the problem. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't sexy. I wasn't submissive or masochistic or slutty enough. Enough is right. You feel like you're not good enough? You're being an asshole to yourself. Maybe you need to take stock of what's going on around you and tell your brain to shut the fuck up. Because you tell yourself some ugly things. And you spend way too much time believing words you made up yourself. Stop that shit. You're enough. More than. Bravo. Yes. Bravo, bravo. Uh, Here, a little clap. Yes. Very good. Okay, good. Very little clap. Very little clap. Now, she wrote this post for a friend. So she was speaking to a friend who was having these Probably some relationship issues and stuff like that. Exactly. And so um, I get that a lot of times times the posts that we talk about don't necessarily have anything to do with kink. And I guess you could say the same here. She she's talking about sex and relationships and but surely kink adjacent. It absolutely I mean, it all, because these things affect every part of your kink life. Is kink is about relationships. The play yes. is secondary. I think most of our listeners understand that. Yeah, and so um, I'm. I know that in the past, you and I, Boogie, have talked about when you have issues when you're telling yourself this shit. Sometimes it is you. You can't always put put it off on something else because sometimes you do have to take stock, take inventory, find out where your responsibility lies. That's not what this post is about. This post is is about the times where you really are your your brain is not your best friend. Your brain is telling you all this shit you've believed it all your life. And the reason that I chose this post and it really spoke to me is because that has been a large part of my life as well. And it is something that coming into the kink community actually was when I could stop doing that. When I saw, and I, and again, I will say, I know we live in a very large city and we, we get a, a, a big variety of classes and parties and people. And it's, this isn't the case everywhere, but in, in my community here, what I found was so much, so much variety, so many differences in people and people owning their Variety and not apologizing for it and not talking themselves down. And it gave me a sense of freedom. And I know, again, I'll say that I know that not everyone has that same experience, but I certainly did. Uh, It was a big lesson for me. It was uh, one of the first times in my life where I could say that 
that my environment, the people around me affected me in a very positive way because they ran contrary to that voice in my head because I know exactly what she's talking about. Those voices in my head, they ruin my life. They don't allow me to, to deal with what's really there. It, and it wasn't, of course, until much later in life that I, 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 had, I realized, well, you actually do need to listen to that voice, break it down, find out how much is true, how much is not true, throw the shit out the door, and then deal with what's really there. I never knew to disseminate, to, to pull it apart like that. But in my experience, I'm very grateful that kink has had that opposite effect for me. Kink, this kink community has allowed me to see so many people who are not ashamed of their bodies, who are not ashamed of the way they do their kink, who don't care that their submissive nature is different from another person's submissive nature, and they just own it and they run with it. Not everybody, obviously, but enough to make a real impact on me sure, and allow me to see such a difference that I was willing to let that willing to tell that voice in my head to shut the fuck up it's very liberating yes it, it really is in and once again to our perverted podcast listeners who are new this is this is the special uh free gift the free gift that you didn't expect when you get into a positive bdsm community there are negative bdsm communities i can't speak for every community around the world right but when you get into one that has a lot of support and uh, kind of that goal towards communication and learning yourself better, learning your partners better. Uh, this is the free gift. And the free gift is that you become enough for yourself. Because that was kind of the angle that I, I took out of it. I mean, I understand she was writing this for a friend. I surely understand your point of view because I received the same gifts being in the lifestyle and being around all these different people with all different shapes and sizes and levels of insecurity about who they are and what they are. And, and I learned so many things so early on, just like you did, you know, all of a sudden seeing three, 400 pound people walking around naked and being like, this is me, this is it. And I get, I deserve to get my kink on. So, uh, this person wants to have kink with me, so that's fuck you if you don't like it. Right. That was such an amazing, those were such amazing, powerful moments for me as somebody who's always been so insecure about how I look and my weight and, and those types of things. Not that I walk around the club naked. Um, you do not. <laughs> I do not. Um, but uh, but it has been very liberating. But the thing I, I also, one of the things I learned in being not just in the lifestyle, but all the communication that I learned uh, since being in the lifestyle is becoming enough for myself is the first start of a relationship uh, or your, the first start of a relationship that's going to be positive. Because if you try to enter any relationship, play partner, whatever it is, dating, and you are not good enough for yourself, you are going to have a difficult time in any relationship that you are in before you seek that validation of being good enough. Cause you know, that, that is just literally one of the most common things. Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Cause I mean, we were, we were made to feel like that when we were kids. A lot oh, of us, yeah, we were. you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're, you're disappointing me. You're, you know, you're not living up to this. And then that kind of carried into adulthood. So a lot of us have that. I'm not good enough thing. Uh, and we seek that validation in our relationships. And so when we don't feel we're good enough, 
then obviously it's devastating and, and it and it feeds right back into that, that that game that we play with ourselves where our mind becomes an asshole and keeps us down. And so I try to get away from ever needing to be good enough for a partner. I have to first start with, am I good enough for Boogie? Because if I'm good enough for Boogie, then I deserve to accept myself and I deserve to be in a relationship with somebody or have a play partner. I deserve to have my feelings heard. I deserve that my my feelings are valid no matter whether they are right, wrong, rational, irrational, that my feelings because I'm feeling them there that I'm okay to have those feelings. And the more I become enough for myself, the more I then want to grow. And the more I have to actually offer in a relationship. Because one thing that I really like to focus on is the truth. And the truth is, is that this thing about being good enough is really subjective to each individual, what they want, what they're thinking, what they think they deserve, and what you think you deserve. This is two people that have to be compatible on what is enough for them. And most of the time, you're not going to be enough. And they're not going to be enough in some way, shape, or form. Well, you can't be everything. You can't. And right. a lot of people do. And a lot of people get very, very fucked up because they're like, oh, I'm not good enough for her. Or I'm not good enough for him because I'm not this or I'm not that. And that's just a ridiculous trap that you can't possibly win. My goal in a relationship is who I am and who they are compatible enough and nurturing enough to be beneficial to both of us. I don't need to be... When I focus on whether or not I am the best or I am the person that uh, has beat out all their other, you know, people in being good enough, it's a trap and I lose. So I just try to take the enough word because it really, I, I don't see any benefit to it. I don't see any benefit to asking, am I good enough? Am I benefiting this person's life? Do I put out the energy like they talked about in the post? You know, I love them enough. You know, you're, you know, you're, you do all these things. You know that you deserve to have that reciprocated because you're putting out these positive actions. That's really the only thing that matters to me now, not whether or not I'm good enough or they're good enough for me. It's are we compatible and nurturing enough? for there to be a benefit in our relationship. And so I think language, for me, has a lot to do with it. And and yeah, because you're not going to... You're never going to get rid of all all the bad voices in your head. You're never going to get rid of all your bad baggage. I mean, you and I are perfect examples of that. We are so fucked up, it's ridiculous. Um, And yet, we strive so hard to find that middle ground where we're not complete egotistical assholes and or neither are we wallowing in self-pity because we think that we're nothing but trash um so sometimes when we talk you and i i worry that when we say things like it's a small worry but i still worry i worry when we say things like if you're not good enough for yourself you're not going to be any good in a relationship because i feel that too that where uh, i i don't want anyone to think that you have to be 
100% evolved and perfect no, and absolutely. had nothing and but I positive said, And thoughts. I didn't say you're not going to be good in a relationship. I said you're going to have obstacles in that relationship. Yeah. And what you're I trying to do, do is lessen it. Lessen the amount of bullshit and baggage that is in your own head. I don't think it's possible to get rid of all of it. I think that there are people who walk this earth who have gotten rid of a tremendous amount and I wish I were like them. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not. But you have but done you, a lot of work. Uh, yes. And you have and you, grown a lot. And, and you I've lessen. Seen that. And, and for someone who is 90% in the shit to now be only 70% in the shit is fucking phenomenal. And sure. I'm very happy about that. Uh, but I struggle all the time with this. And those, I, my brain is going to continue to be an asshole for a long time. Sure. It's, I'm not going to get rid of those things before I die. It's just not never going to happen. But... Uh, but I, I loved the post. I thought how I loved how aggressive she was in telling her friend, "You are good enough." And cause, because sometimes your brain is such a fucking asshole that you need to go to the other end of the spectrum and beat it down with a lot of aggression and tell it to get the fuck out of here because it needs to go in that moment. It's, it's just it's just too much in your head. Sure. You're doing it too much. It's at a ninety percent volume, and you need someone louder to shout it down. Right. So, well, I mean that. I mean, and that goes into why it's so crucial to have a support group of people that are friends that not only are just friends, but they're friends who are willing to go to that little bit deeper level with you and to see through the shit that's not just on the surface. And so there's people like you and I do it to each other all the time, you know, and you'll say, are you really this or is this just because you're hurt because of this? If the more people you have in your life that you can actually be a little bit vulnerable with, that know you well enough to call you when your head is is not doing you a favor, you know, like we did with with Bunny, you know, and just about the mint chip thing and who's driving the bus. And, and the more you have that support, that's why I think support group. I just started a new group in therapy, ah, <laughs> a cool. new DBT instead of CBT. Um, yeah, dialectical. I'll talk about it, uh, you know, in the next shrink tank. Um But I really think it's important that besides building your relationships, if you are somebody that constantly struggles with this am I good enough thing, then um, I think it's also important to uh, have that support group that can call you on it so you're not alone with your head in your relationship thinking you're not. That's true. You're not good. Absolutely true. It was a good post. Yes, thank you, Jess on the Rocks. Very, very, very. uh, For giving us permission. Thank you. Did it in order? You're, you're in order. I can't believe you're in order. I checked like four times. I'm like, okay. Is it that? It's nice perverted one? mailboxes after Fat Life. Don't hit it. Okay. Just got to make Kathy happy. I'm good enough. Yeah, right. That's I mean, all you got to do, right? Is, <laughs> just all I got to do is push the right buttons and I'm good enough for Kathy. Oh, God. You make oh. me sound like an asshole. Well, you are. I, that's true. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we get along, asshole, asshole. <laughs> Is that why? We're I just alone wondered. today. Mew! We don't even get along that well. Mew! Mew! Uh, what's going on in the chat room? Mew, mew! Mew! Oh, very good! Yeah. How many people are in the chat room? Mew! Oh my gosh, that's really good. That's a whole are lot. They, and what, are they talking about anything dirty? Mew! Oh, wow! <laughs> Boy, she has a way with words! So they want to put something in my urethra? What? Mew! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Will you tell them nothing's going in my urethra? <laughs> And not in yours either, because that leads to a UTI, and we don't want UTIs anymore, do we? Mew. That's right. All right. Thank you, Mew. Mew. 
She's all, yeah. <laughs> God, I love her. She's so, so cute. cute. She is adorable. She's so cute. This week we have a letter from Lady B who wrote to us and said, Hello, Kathy and Boogie. Lady B! You don't know me, but I have been listening to your podcast for over two years now, and I feel like you both are such a part of my life. I started from the first episode, and I wanted to wait until I was fully caught up to email you and let you know what a wonderful thing I think you're doing. So she's a pee-pee zam. She's a zam, zombie apocalypse master. She's listened to everything. That's right, baby. You've given me a vocabulary for things I've experienced but had no name for, and you have made me feel like my desire to prioritize kink in my life is a positive thing to do. So this is a very long email. I love how she started it. She's like, warning, this is going to be a very long email. I've been holding back. <laughs> she and go, And I actually, I love reading the long emails just because it gives me an insight into these people. So she had she gives a little bit of history here about... This great relationship that she's found in kink, it's wonderful. And she goes on to say, as our relationship developed over the past two years, I've been listening to your podcast and learning more and more about kink. So for me, it was like our relationship and my body of knowledge about kink was growing in tandem with listening to the podcast. It has been the coolest evolution. Being in love and with someone who makes me feel safe, secure, and cherished is the best feeling in the world. Bravo for you. That's is a great. Very show. good. We recently had our first threesome. Yeah, baby. Get her done. And I'm happy to say I can now see myself making a lifetime commitment in part because I know it will never be boring, never be fully monogamous, and never be a situation where either of us have to stop exploring. Anyway, keep doing what you do. And next time I'm in LA, I hope to look up Threshold and come say hi because you guys are seriously the tits. The tits. We're the tits, buggy. We're fucking tits. We have tits, and we are the tits. <laughs> you know, I've gotten a number of emails about the, and I never thought because, like, when you used to, when I, okay, I'm, I'm fucking myself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come? Uh, like three? No. <laughs> Probably should. <laughs> At some that point, that would be a cool show. At some point, I'm like Kathy. You know, I've been sorry, uh, been but, humping uh, the girls for quite a while, and they've had lots, and I've had none, and I'm just come. dragging <laughs> these giant balls. Ew! And I just need to, uh, yeah, let it go. What was I going to say? Uh, you were saying something about sometimes our listener. you read, listen, or you read. Oh about, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do panel. I used to do a lot of panels in colleges and talk about kink and BDSM. And because it was BDSM, I don't know why, but it was always like, don't talk so much about poly because poly's not necessarily BDSM. And on the show, I always kind of had that in the back of my mind somehow. But we talk a lot about poly because we're in poly relationships, and these are our types, and there's a million types of poly relationships, but we talk about our dynamics on the show. And I get so many emails. We get so many emails from people that feel more comfortable about exploring that poly side. And some people have decided to hold back and take more time because of kind of the pitfalls and the things that we've talked about with the poly. So even though I never really considered this uh you know a poly show um it kind of is <laughs> I, i'm sorry don't ask it, me why this is a revelation hand in, hand in hand with kink it does it's it's the in my experience it's more rare that people 
aren't poly. It's not the it. It's not maybe not maybe not well non-monogamous. They're non-monogamous more as yes. far as play. It's hard not to imagine you're going to be monogamous. You walk into kink for the first time, you're going to find your one true love. You are never going to play with anybody else. You're never going to tie anybody else. You're never going to have sex with anyone else. Right. It's just not that common. At very least, there's poly play. Right. At, that's see. That's what I was saying. It's there are a lot of people who are in monogamous sexual relationships, but they will do different types of play with other people. If somebody's like somebody's a top and and their bottom is a switch, and so but they still want to switch, and the top isn't going to let them. Like you know, both like my girls, you know, Bunny has kind of a switchy side, so she tops other you know people, and uh, right. and so there's a lot of that. But I don't want to give away. I don't want to. To make it like everyone's fucking everyone because that really isn't the case. A no. lot of relationships are, are, at least in our neighborhood, um, there's a lot of non-monogamous play, yeah. but not necessarily not uh, as much. Uh, that's true. But there's also there's a lot of ethical non-monogamy sure. going on here, and that's great. And so, I love that letter. It was very nice. Thank you, Lady B, for writing to us. It's peepee zam. Just a paper zion. We have a lot of zombie apocalypse masters. Yes, we do. And I know that you don't understand the podcast audience. I know that it's a a phenomenon you don't. After three something years, I get it a little bit more. The thing that I have um, come to the conclusion is that we are the ride along for people to go to work. But this is not this. This is actually quite common. That's that's what a podcast is, Boogie. It's not something you can watch. We're just your. You're not going to be sitting at home, sitting in a chair, listening to a podcast. That's very rare. You're going to be doing it while you're doing with the headphones. You know, sitting with you know a glass of juice. No. And you are sipping the juice, listening to perverted podcast. Distinguished. Somebody looks at you and you're like, smoking jacket, smoking jacket, just you know, you're swishing around your cognac, swirling your cognac or your iced tea. No, they they while you're while while you're you're exercising, while you're driving, while you're making dinner, while you're cleaning the house, you put the fucking earbuds in. You gotta have something to listen to while you're jogging, while you're running, while you're bicycling. The amount you need so much stuff to listen to radio doesn't cut it anymore. It hasn't for a nah, long time because we don't have commercials. That's very in true. our show. You can listen to our com- show without yes. commercials. What you've got that weird look on your face? Yeah, it's like you're thinking of something I don't want to know. About. No, <laughs> never mind. I'm just gonna let it go. Yes, let I it go. I was gonna go commercials, and I'm like, will we ever have commercials? I would hope not. Like, I wouldn't like if we like if somebody actually paid us money. In the beginning of the show or the end of the show, mm. yeah, but I just I fucking hate them. I wouldn't like them in the. In the I, middle I wouldn't of the in the show. middle. Like no. people break down their show. I mean, I guess if well, if we that's could take what a break or some a pee break and maybe I don't yeah, know. but then they're not. No, you got to do it, it. You got to do it to where you like talk about the product because if not, they're just going to fast forward. And the, the you know the we're clients. shooting ourselves in the foot. We're basically saying, <sighs> don't give us any fucking money to sell hey, your product. Yeah, don't just don't. No, I'll do just, jingles. Primal Hardware. Send us. By the way, Primal Hardware is W E R E, like werewolf, because that's their that logo. That we're okay with. Send us toys. Yeah. yeah, send us toys. We will barter with you for toys. We need more dildos. We do. And Who's I want. We. You need more dildos. No, I don't. I don't like dildos. What, what about to put in other people? They can bring their own dildo. I'm not providing the dildo. Oh, my God. 
You're in a love lab with dedicated girls here, okay? That's yeah. different. Yeah, we need more dildos. We need more okay. girls. Just need it. What were we even talking about? I don't know. We were this talking is what about happens Lady when B it's just the her. two of us and Mew. Mew, Mew. Thank you, Mew. <laughs> Mew, are you touching your vagina? Mew. Good girl. <laughs> Mew's playing her video game right Mew. now. Yes. Oh. It's very good. Mew is incredibly <laughs> attentive, but she always has something to say, doesn't she? Mew. That's a good girl. Oh I'm going to mute her channel. We can't even find out what's going on in the chat room because apparently only you can understand her. <laughs> well, apparently they were trying to put things in my urethra and talking about dune buggies or something like that. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, that's okay. fine. I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. So this one is a very short email that's going to require uh, a, a little bit of a, yes, a little uh, eggshell walking. Uh. This is from Lily, who wrote to us and said, I am a single teenager, and I'm finding out that I really like BDSM. I'm new to this whole thing, and reading smut and fanfic kind of isn't doing it anymore. What should I do? Well, there's a can of fucking worms if ever I heard one. You know, Kathy? What? A lot of people are going to expect a lot of things from me. And the people that know me uh, well enough will find out <laughs> what I have. Um, I know this is an open show. Uh, it's it's a show that is primarily very adult. We talk about a lot of very adult, mature things. That's why we have a warning on the front. And we we talk about adult relationships. We talk about adult sexuality and adult kink and then we talk about things that are actually uh, a little extreme on this show and we talk about kink and bdsm and all of the wonders uh, that are this lifestyle always knowing that there is nothing stopping people under whatever the state or country's age of consent is that are also curious about kink and bdsm because the internet is wide open and they have seen these things so um, that's in the back of your head as somebody I used to work with kids, you know, when I was a Christian and stuff like that. So there's still that whole kind of like age appropriate. This is right. This is wrong, whatever. But decided going to do our show. We're going to do our show. We're going to put a warning if uh, if parents aren't able to somehow earn the respect from their children to understand why they shouldn't be on these websites that are for adults. Um, I can't really, I can't be the parent. So we're just going to do our show. That also being said, I also understand um, that children start developing their sexuality much younger than the age of consent, whatever is legally. And then it comes down to would you like them to get positive information or negative information? So when we're addressing something like this, uh, where somebody who I'm assuming that because they said teenager, because that means they're under the age of consent, um, that I don't have a problem having this conversation. I'm not going to talk about sex. I'm not going to talk about, um, the things that we normally talk about in addressing this, I will say there is a lot to learn about this lifestyle. And there are a lot of things that are absolutely amazing, wonderful. You should have no guilt, feel 
uh, no shame in having feelings or desires or thoughts that are sexual. Um, your body is absolutely deserving of uh, having an incredible sex life once you get to that point of exploring your sexuality. There are amazing uh, YouTube channels, like, of course, Dr. Doe and Sexplanations. I just, that's where I usually push uh, our younger audience to go because we're talking about some more, I'm going to say advanced things, not to lift us up, but what we do requires a lot of kind of training and communication and things like that. Um, But there are other channels where you can learn a lot of that. That all being said, that all being said, um, there are some things to watch out for if you are now curious to go beyond. From a legal standpoint, I am absolutely uh, on board with saying um, you should wait before exploring these things until you are of the legal age of consent with anyone who is over that age. You should not be starting relationships with people that are over whatever your legal age of consent is in uh, your area, country, city, state, whatever. Um, You should also be very cautious of people who are much older than you that are willing, knowing your age, if you are a minor, to mentor you or to give you information or because that may possibly be somebody grooming you in a relationship that can cause a lot of problems that is illegal that can put that person in jail that can put you in all sorts of danger so please be wary of those things kathy did you want to uh i gotta tell you when it's a loaded question what should i do because uh, let's be honest she's basically asking how how can i get my kink on being underage and I can't give that. Exactly. I can't give that. I mean, so, I can uh, tell you. As much as we can water down our answer, that's what she's asking for. She's sure. asking for what can I do? I, I'm not allowed to go to any clubs or munches, and yet I'm a teenager, and I'm kinky, and I want to start exploring. Now, I'm not going to be able to give you a really good answer. I really am not, because um, I know... That even though I didn't act on my sexual urges until later, I had them early on, just like we all do. 14 years old, 13 years old, you're thinking about that shit. And the only reason I never acted on it is because I I used to be a very, very fearful child. Right. Um, But I often wanted a mentor. I often wanted somebody that I could go to. As open as my mother was, there's no way on this earth I was going to discuss this shit with her. Right. So this is not an easy question to answer because you and I are both adults, legally liable. We can't tell her, well, do A, B, C, and D. And and yet, I can vividly remember what it's like to be under 18 and feel that I, I have my own brain. I can do whatever the fuck I want, but there are limits to what I can do. I sure. also was was very aware of how much danger I was in to be hurt physically, right. emotionally, sexually hurt. And as I said, being a fearful child, I, I, I just decided not to venture out until I was much older. So uh, I'm not sure how much solace we're going to be able to give uh, Lily because... Well, we're not going to give her an answer that's going to say do A, B, and C, but I mean, you went through this. 
you know, when she was a minor, when she was still a minor. And she was obviously interested in this far before she turned 18, which is the legal age of consent in California. Um, long before that, she was curious. And so she spent her time online getting all the information that she could, which whether you are a minor or a legal adult is what we're going to tell you to do. We're going to tell you to get as much information as you can about these, not only these activities, but these types of relationships, this type of negotiation and interaction that you're going to have, the things to expect, the pitfalls, these dangers, other than the legal age, the dangers of uh, poorly sought after BDSM are the same whether you're an adult or a minor. Uh, this is true, and I, I believe that what you the stuff you just mentioned is very important. So, Lily, if you're listening to this and all you heard was some fucking adult telling you, just read about it and educate yourself, don't make the mistake of thinking that that is bullshit advice that anybody could give you. Because I'm going to tell you this. As a young female, you are highly susceptible to predators out there, especially sure. in a fringe group like kink. People who are going to come in and take advantage of you, especially if you are a submissive or a bottom who it, it is in the nature of a submissive or a bottom to take advice and help and mentoring from a top. It doesn't mean you are stupid. Exactly. Nothing means stupid. If I've said this before. If my mechanic told me, hey, man, um, inside of your brake system, there's a small... Um, garden gnome and uh, it's starving and it magically stops your car when uh, when the tires are spinning and he's just hungry so um, that's why your car's not braking right I would almost have to just believe him because <laughs> I don't know shit about fixing cars right so that's called ignorance there is a difference between ignorance and stupidity stupidity means you get facts and information and then choose to ignore them because you somehow in your head have a better answer that this is going to work even though you have information to the contrary that's stupidity so nobody's calling anybody stupid but it is a fact when you are uh there's an attract i have an attraction towards younger women both my women are both of legal age uh, let's, and let's start with that <laughs> let's start with that and uh, i did not start seeing them until they were well i mean it's 20 they were both 20 uh, when I started with both of them. Um, but go ahead. But yeah, it, it's, it, it is in, that's how you learn is you're going to get information from other people and you're going to try and, and pull it apart and see how much of it you believe in and, and how much of it you don't. So when you're in that vulnerable position, you want to be, first of all, you want to arm yourself with information. And I've said this before, but I have no problem saying it again. It's something that Boogie says in our orientations twice every month. You need to find out both the skills that a submissive needs and that a dominant needs, no matter which side of the slash that you are on. Because if you're going to put your hands, if you're a bottom, you're going to put your hands in the uh, into a top's expertise and they're going to start flogging you or spanking you or tying you up. You better know, just to take care of yourself... Mm how to tie, how to spank, how to flog properly, because then you're armed with information and you can tell that person, you can say, 
oh my God, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Or this woman doesn't know how to tie at all because I happen to know that you're not supposed to tie on the joint. You're supposed to tie and be, you know. And and so arming yourself with information is giving you the the minimum of what you need to protect yourself. When you are already in a vulnerable state learning sexuality. Yeah, it doesn't matter your age. When you're learning, you know, and all of a sudden you know things and the, the supposed dominant is telling you, because it's like that's an easy question to ask. Oh, you want to tie me up in this hotel room and and whatever. So, what type of bondage do you use? What are your safety measures? Um, how what types of knots do you tie? Do you tie knots or do not tie knots? What's yeah. you know what what? Then all of a sudden you make somebody who's predatory very uncomfortable because you show that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So whether whether you are a minor or a legal adult, it really doesn't matter. The more information you arm yourself, and if you are underage or a a legal adult you should not proceed with this type of activity alone you should have some support you should have some friends that understand what you're doing so you can still just like anything else have a safe call have somebody know where you're going if you're going to try things with somebody know what you're going to try have that person that you're going to try things with understand that you have a team of people that are waiting for your calls. Exactly. That's, that, I'm sorry, I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, go ahead. That's another excellent bit of advice. To have people in your camp who are going to help you is absolutely necessary. I, and I'm going to just say, I, I today found out from a friend of a friend that they know somebody who is going through something really tough. We're talking about a young adult, maybe 22, 23, who got involved in a in a relationship with some guy that she met at work. Good looking guy. She's a good looking girl. They started having sex. They were having a fabulous time. Um, he was pushing her too far into the kink. She wasn't comfortable. She backed away. He kept coming after her. After she explicitly said, this is too much for me, I want to stop this relationship, he wouldn't stop bothering her in texts and phone calls, seeing her at work, it was hard to avoid him. Uh, She capped it to herself. She didn't tell anyone, even though she's working in a place where there's a union, she has a union rep, she could have gone to that person. She didn't because she felt that she was at fault. She didn't have anybody to talk to about this to to say, uh, you know, just like Jess on the Rock said, your brain is an asshole. I'm your friend. I'm going to talk this, talk you out of this frame of mind. If she had had somebody to talk to, she would have been able to fix the situation, lessen it. Instead, she didn't, and it has escalated to the point where now she has to get a restraining order, right. and it's gone pretty bad because the guy still won't leave her alone. Right. All right. So. It, as Boogie says, this is not about calling someone stupid because they're underage. This happens throughout your entire life. Having people there that you can talk to as a sounding board to take that voice out of your head and say it out loud and have someone else say, "I look, I know you're hearing this voice in your head, but I got to tell you how it's sounding to me. Right. And, it's, and you're right. It's not just that. Safe calls. People, I, hey, if you feel that 
you want to feel even this safe, it's perfectly okay to have someone come over to your place or you go over to them with your friend. That is not out of the question. I've that is it. not. Hey, I want to meet someone in a hotel room? I think that's a really stupid thing. But if you want to do it, have your friend come and sit in the fucking car right. and wait until Why you're not? done. I or mean, and meet someone at the police station and leave one car at the police station. Yeah, and this and, is an know. advice just for ridiculous yeah, liability. Is, yeah. so this is an advice that we're giving underage people. Right. This is advice that is general that anybody should take. So. Lily, I hope we helped. I don't know if we did. We may have fucked you up even more. <laughs> Probably not. It's explanations. Done. <laughs> Listen to Dr. Doe. There's a, there's just a lot of information. But I'm glad we dealt with this. And I want our audience that may or may not supposed to be here. Because I don't like the fact. I mean, we're a lot more adult. But I really don't like the fact that we're somehow bad for talking about these things. And pretending that people underage um, aren't thinking about it because that would be because a lie. that's dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Now I understand age appropriate. I've made no comments. I've made no jokes. I specifically that's what everyone expects from You've me. Been very good, I've buggy. Been very good. <laughs> but it really is important. Maybe not with perverted podcasts as much because we are more adult and extreme. But definitely, I think it is so important for children to not be shamed for having desires that are 100% biological and natural. And the more shitty information and the more guilt and shame you put on someone who is young about their sexuality while they're young, they're going to turn out, it's going to manifest into shitty relationships, shitty behaviors, and possibly even turn them into abusers or people that are easily abused. Absolutely, motherfucking drop the mic, goddamn it! <laughs> and that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. I'd like to say thank you to everyone in the Love Lab tonight, but I'm just going to say, Mew, Mew, thank you, Mew. <laughs> Thank you, Boogie. Thank you to everybody who gave us permission to talk about their posts. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or visit pervertedpodcast.com. And finally, I have nothing to say at the end of the show, but here's going to be a song, and we will see you next week for show 168. Woo! is a god to me me and my whole damn family living out the redneck american dream drinking light beer and screaming at the tv oh yeah it's a simple life in the trailer it's hard to get laid People make fun of how we keep it in the family. My cousin's cute and she's staring at me. She's a little young now, but one day she'll be 18. Oh yeah, it's a simple life. It's a simple, wonderful life. Sitting around the bugs out on a Friday night. It's all right. Getting drunk and watching all the little buggies fry. It's a simple life We laugh at the city folks Running like a squirrel on a treadmill Cell phone emails At the end of this race We're both gonna die Die, 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 die.
So you might as well have a simple little life. Got her food stamps, hooray! Deep fried Twinkies are a meal fit for a king. Daddy shot a possum today. Grandpa said cook it, and Mama said no way. Oh yeah, it's a simple life. Well, it's a simple, wonderful life. We only want, we only want, we only want a simple life, yeah. We only want. We only want, we only want a simple life, yeah! Getting the truck, kids, we're going to Walmart.